Hello, Rasa. Are you ready to know everything? I sure am. Okay, let's do it. Today, I want to talk to you about a theory I have about toys. Ooh, toys. Yes. My theory is toys are so fun to play with, but I think that really most toys are just, in short, junk. Hmm. Controversial. Make your case. Okay. First, you have to think, why do kids want toys? They want them, well, first because they can be fun to play with for like a day or two. And second of all, they're new. They just have this, like, new feeling. So you want them. You just want to buy them. Mm, It's the getting it that's fun more than the having it? Yes, way funner. Getting it is so satisfying to get it. But then, after a day, it's yours. You just have it, and you don't want it anymore. Well, you're making me think of two things. One is, this is why I think we should get ice cream over toys sometimes because i agree i like ice cream you get it you enjoy it you have the newness and then hmm, it goes away by eating it yes (laughs) the other thing i was thinking of is do you have examples is there cases you can remember in your own life definitely for example pretty recently i went to the toy store i convinced mom to get me this squishy star ball that had stars in it and i was loving it so new and then i think after a day i don't know where it went and I don't care anymore. I'm just gone. And I'm like, ah, eh, well. So the, the newness of the squish and the newness of the stars was the exciting part. And then it just mm-hmm. kind of started gathering dust under your bed. Yeah. Hmm. Any other examples? Oh, definitely. This happens a lot. One time I remember I got a brand new Elsa jump rope that I absolutely had to have when I was little. And it had Elsa on, on it and it was beautiful and I loved it. I think I used it maybe once. So it was getting the thing with the frozen characters on it because you were so into the movie. That was what was exciting. It made you feel like you were part of the movie for Mm -hmm. a minute. And then after that, you realized it's actually just a piece of rope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do you think we should do if we're parents and a kid (laughs) says, I want the toy? Or if we're a kid and we really want the toy, what's a way to be even happier if we think about it? Well... That's one reason I love to do crafts. I'll go online, maybe I'll look up a DIY pineapple or something, and I can make it, and it's really fun. And it has that newness to it, even though you made it, but you don't really have to buy anything. And it actually lasts pretty long because you're like, I made this, I worked hard on it, and I like it. And that newness doesn't really wear off. That goes back to cooking. I've noticed that since you started making the pizza dough in our house, you eat the crust on the pizza we made because you know the work that went into making the dough. Yeah. And I think with the craft, it's a toy. And so it's new, but also you appreciate all the little features because you made it yourself. Yeah, sure do. So in summary. Ice cream, craft, and cooking over toys. for today's poem? Yes. Okay. It's called Sonnet Number 18 by William Shakespeare. Shall I compare thee to summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling of 
buds of May. And summer's lease hath all too short a date. Sometimes too hot the eye of heaven shines, and often is his gold complexion dimmed. And every fair from fair sometimes declines, by chance or nature's changing course untrimmed. But thy eternal summer shall not fade, nor lose possession of that fair, though oest. Nor shall death brag, though wanderest in his shade, when eternal lines to time, though grossed. So long as men can breathe, or eyes can see, so long lives this, and this gives life to thee. Yes. Isn't that such an amazing poem? Though it's a little bit of a tongue twister, too. You want to read it? Love to, and then we'll talk it through. Shakespeare's 18th sonnet. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May, and summer's lease hath all too short a date. Sometime too hot the eye of heaven shines, and often is his gold complexion dimmed, and every fair from fair sometime declines, by chance or nature's changing course untrimmed. But thy eternal summer shall not fade, nor lose possession of that fair thou owest, nor shall death brag thou wanderest in his shade, when in eternal lines to time thou growest. So long as men can breathe or eyes can see, so long lives this, and this gives life to thee. So, so many good lines in this very famous poem. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? What is the problem with summer? The days are great, except... They don't last. They don't last. It's too short. It's too short. Summer goes away. Sometimes it's raining, like right now. Seriously, summer. Winds shake the buds. Sometimes it's too hot. Sometimes complexion dims. And in the same way, every fair from fair sometimes declines. Do you understand what that means? No. I think what it means is fair means pretty. It means you look good. But what's the problem with looking good? It doesn't last. Maybe you'll be old and wrinkled. You'll die. And... That's right. And he even talks about that. Death, you will wanderest in his shade. So yeah, your fairness may fade and you'll even die someday. But he says, don't worry. You will not lose possession of that fair thou owest. And why? Because of this. Poem. Because of the poem. Yes. It's giving her life. It's giving her beauty life forever. Yes. Eternal lines to time thou growest. As long as men can breathe or eyes can see, so long lives this. This poem, this gives life to thee. Yes. Though she'll die, though she'll get wrinkled and old, she'll still be remembered. 
she'll still have that life being mortal and beautiful and young in the poem. And Shakespeare wrote this hundreds of years ago. And though we don't know the name of the woman, and frankly, we don't know if it's a woman, right? We're assuming, but he's very clever in this poem. He doesn't say whether the fair person is a woman or a man. So anyone could say this and anyone can live forever through this poem, or at least so many more hundreds of years than any other human being. Well, it might not be as immortal as a poem, but maybe this podcast will last too. Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? I do. This comes from my sister, your aunt, Lucia, in Brooklyn. And she wants to know, how are slugs born? Where do they come from? Wow! Now that is one interesting question. I'll look it up and get back to you. Thanks. I'm back, and I've got the answer to my Aunt Lucia's question. All right, let us know. So slugs are so cruel. Both the male and the female have reproductive organs, so they can both have eggs. When a slug is found to mate, then they join their bodies together. A few days later, the slug has approximately 30 eggs in a hole or behind a log. Then the eggs hatch. And baby slugs come out, and that's how slugs are born. So they lay eggs kind of like chickens? Yeah, though the eggs aren't exactly the same as chicken eggs. They're more like tadpole eggs, you know? Cute. And when you say they are behind a log or a hole, what kind of hole do you mean? Oh, just a hole in the ground. They might put their eggs in there, and they might have their eggs behind a log. Wow. And... They're born how many days after? Approximately 30 days after. Hmm. So a month in the egg, and then they're out slugging their way around town. Yeah. Sticky, sluggy, and very cute. You Must Know Everything was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Learn more and submit your own vexing questions at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you like to listen. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know.